You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous, the podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. I'm your host, Ebony Vines. And I'm your host, Pamela Shandro. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Thank you. Okay, Ebony, I've got something to say to you. Are you ready? Tell me. Happy anniversary of our podcast idea. Oh my gosh, it really is. It's President's Day. As it we're is. Recording right now. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. Wow. So where? What was it? This is conception we're four day. Years? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I know that's nuts. There are marriages <laughs> that don't last this long. <laughs> we had a <laughs> I feel like no, have, we had, have we had more no. than I than I know? And no, no if, uh, we've. I think every couple has their growing pains. Every relationship yeah. has their times, and most of ours was happening in the very conception days when we were dealing yeah. with all of the technology issues and like we hadn't learned how to talk to each other yet. Yeah, or how to communicate, and I think that was huge. Once we figured that out, it was like, oh, okay, we're good. Well, and and it was freaking technology yeah was was like breaking us it was awful as human well, beings <laughs> it truly I mean truly because it was like it should it's something that should have been the easiest thing in the world plugging in a microphone and talking and having it record was like like Alexander Graham Bell did this in when the 1800s I don't even remember or anyway it doesn't matter I'm gonna sound stupid when I say that but it's fine <laughs> It's been a long time since I was in school. Um, and like we couldn't figure it out to do one tiny little podcast. So it 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 definitely got into the it got into the foundation of our friendship yeah. for a little bit. But we figured it, was it a out. Trial by trial by fire. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh happy anniversary. I was gonna sing the happy anniversary song, but I'm not going to. <laughs> not gonna hurt no. and pain all of yeah. our listeners Thank by you. I appreciate that trying to sing <laughs> and I don't want that ear but ear wig in my ear ear <laughs> ear bug ear ear wig worm worm ear worm oh you're right <laughs> oh lord gracious you guys, we just started you guys this is gonna be really fun <laughs> so, uh, okay so I know the the last uh, episode you guys listened to, we kind of explained that we had taken a nice hiatus. We, we didn't are do back. start though. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything is in the weirdness zone today. Welcome. What's up, theater geeks? What is up? 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 up? <laughs> Did you like that? I kind of liked it. It was like today a we're back. Sorry, <laughs> we're back to our OG ways today. Yes, we are going back to where it all began uh, and talking about uh, Broadway theater that flopped. Yeah, <laughs> but to, this is kind of exciting though because we haven't done a lot of contemporary shows. Most right, of right. the shows that we do are much older, but today we're gonna do one that happened in the two thousands. Should yeah. I announce it? Please do. There you go. Talking about all our technical difficulties, and now we're coming back with another huge technical difficulty. Listen, I tried to do a little drum roll. I'm not gonna do that again. <laughs> I had to switch to my computer microphone. We're going to see how this goes. Sorry if there's bad quality right now. Ebony informs me that it's fine. Yeah, it sounds but, fine so far. Okay, good. Fingers crossed then. Say a prayer. I guess spit over your shoulder three times. Some, I wish I had salt. I know, I know. We're all salty. We're a little salty. We can use that. <laughs> <laughs> so the musical that I'm doing today is Good Vibrations, which is the musical based on the Beach Boys jukebox soundtrack very exciting it is exciting i had fun doing this one and you know how i like to wait until the last minute so this was <laughs> done i know i did this basically i started about 10 30 this morning um yeah. had to put it on pause a little bit when i had the plumber come in and then got back to it but it's fun and surprisingly because i know that we have run into these issues before um i was actually able to find quite a lot of information about the show uh, which sometimes doesn't happen a lot with the more contemporary shows. Yeah. As far as so like strange. the background. Yeah, it is strange because you'd think it'd be all over the place. But I think too, with the implementation of social media, uh, these companies and shows and productions are able to like really cultivate the information that they want to have out there mm -hmm. and anything else they have deleted. So our loss sometimes, but yeah. not in this case. <laughs> so, uh, as always, I'm going to tell you who I read and where I got most of my information, including, of course, Wikipedia, because mm -hmm. it usually has a wealth of information that you can then fall down rabbit holes about. Mm -hmm. um, I also found some information on IBDB.com. Uh, I love IBDB. And yeah. I will say that for these newer shows, the information they have on there is enormous. Like there is so much stuff. So that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, Broadway World and also Playbill.com. Those will just name a few. And then I've got some listed later on. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. First preview <laughs> for Good Vibrations was on December 20th, 2004. Opening night being February 2nd, 2005, and it ran all the way until April 24th, 2005 at the Eugene O'Neill Theater, having 50 previews, that's 5-0, and 94 performances. Okay. Good vibe. I know. It actually does seem like quite a bit, but it was considered magnanimously I'm as, or unanimously, I should say, as a flop. Oh, I, I remember. <laughs> I, I don't because I was still living in Illinois at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Mm -hmm. so good <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <I will. laughs> 
Good Vibrations is a Broadway jukebox musical conceived and directed by John Carafa, featuring the music of Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys, of course, are an American rock band that formed in Hawthorne, California in 1961. The group's original lineup consisted of brothers Brian, Dennis, and Carl Wilson, their cousin Mike Love, and a friend Al Jardine. Distinguished for their vocal harmonies, adolescent-oriented themes, and musical ingenuity, they are one of the most influential acts of the rock era. They drew on the music of older pop vocal groups, 1950s rock and roll, and black R&B to create their unique sound, and under Brian's direction, often incorporated classical or jazz elements and unconventional recording techniques in innovative ways. Brian Wilson is mentioned specifically and individually here, and that's because in 1961, he actually began his professional career as this member of the Beach Boys, but he was serving as the band's songwriter, producer, co-lead vocalist, bassist, keyboardist, and de facto leader. Uh, John Carafa, the director, is an American theater and film director choreographer, best known as the two-time Tony Award-nominated choreographer of the Broadway musicals Town and the 2002 revival of Into the Woods. He was also the Media Choreography Honors Award winner for the Robert Zemeckis film, The Polar Express. He was a dancer and assistant to Twyla Tharp before becoming a choreographer and director for Broadway, film, and television. And I should also say that in addition to directing uh, Good Vibrations, he was also the choreographer. So the plot, it's gonna be a very small read here. <laughs> The plot follows a group of high school pals desperate to escape their one factory New England town and drive to California. Of centra central interest to the plot are David Larson as Bobby and Vane and uh, oh, the vain and popular big man on campus at the small town high school and Kate Rangers as Caroline, the mousy class valedictorian who has had a crush on Bobby since the fourth grade. Dreading the prospect of life working at the local factory, Bobby and his pals, the engaged Eddie, Titus Burgess, and Shallow Dave, I know, uh, Shallow Dave, Brandon Wardell, they con Caroline into driving them to California in her new red convertible. <laughs> Once they reach the West Coast, however, things don't turn out exactly as any of them had planned. Though the simple storyline and the Beach Boys music give the show a 1960s feel, the tale is not set in any specific year. Good Vibrations uses more than 30 songs written by Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Some are heard in their entirety and some are just in snippets, but they include Fun, 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 Wouldn't It Be Nice, I Get Around, Don't Worry Baby, Surf City, Surfing USA, California Girls, Help Me Rhonda, God Only Knows, and of course the titular number, Good Vibrations. I don't all know earworms. about you, right? They're all earworms. Ebony, I freaking love the Beach Boys. <laughs> I love them. And it's even before doing this, uh, this episode, I will sometimes just get in the mood to listen to the Beach Boys and I will put them up on my radio. And it does not matter how bad a mood I was in before yeah. starting to listen. They just have a really a great way of uplifting you in that moment. I love them. <laughs> now, <laughs> okay. this is the point in my research where I tell you about the creative team but there are very many there's just too many names to list yeah. so I encourage you all to check out ibdb.com to see who was all involved in this production however the cast on opening night starred Kate Reindeers as Caroline David Larson as Bobby 
Titus Burgess as Eddie, Brandon Wardell as Dave, Jessica Snow Wilson as Marcella, David Reiser as Dean, and Sebastian Arcellus as Jan. You've also got Janet DeCal, and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, so I apologize, mm. Janet, Sarah Glendening, and Krista Rodriguez, who all made their Broadway Krista. debuts in this show. I know, isn't that fun? Baby Krista. Very baby Krista. <laughs> Good Vibrations received many harshly mixed reviews that condemned its plot as being superficial, predictable, and bland, contrived around incorporating as many Beach Boys songs as possible. Since the songs were not tailor-made for the musical, critics complained that songs did little to progress the plot or give insight into the characters. Therefore, despite an energetic cast and a soulful score of favorite tunes, the general verdict was that Good Vibrations made for a nice concert but a poor example of true musical theater. Mm. So part of, I mean, there were quite a few critiques that you can find online. I'm gonna read one from playbill.com article by Robert Simonson on April 19th, 2005. So this was shortly before they closed. Okay. Um, and this is just an excerpt here. The show began December 20th, 2004 and opened February 2nd. Though its run will have been a mere 50 previews and 94 regular performances, many observers expected its visit to Broadway to be even shorter. The jukebox musical, which is directed and choreographed by John Carafa, was dogged by remarkably bad buzz even before it gave its first performance. Opening night reviews were almost uniformly negative. The new show arrived on Broadway without the luxury, and I'm gonna repeat this very loudly, without the luxury of an out-of-town tryout. It was to have premiered on January 27th, and indeed the opening night party remained on that day, but the unveiling was pushed back to February 2nd while the creative team honed their work. In early January, experienced New York director David Warren was brought in to assist in the staging, mm. Warren reportedly began work at the O'Neill on January 6th, and John Carafa, though, he remained the official director and choreographer on the project. I couldn't mm -hmm. find anything else written about David Warren, so there wasn't any kind of, like, gossip behind the scenes um, okay. that had been written down and left on the internet, unfortunately, because that would have been exciting to read. <laughs> Now, in another article announcing the full cast on Broadway.com, it mentions that the show premiered at Vassar Powerhouse Theater, where it ran oh. from July 29th through August 1st in 2004. So that kind of contradicts the idea that it didn't have an out-of-town tryout. Well, it's like, so that is like a... Um... It's not a tryout like, like a workshop? how a show would go to. Yeah, it's more like that because it's not okay. a tryout like how shows will go to La Jolla and have right. one. It is. It's just like a workshop. Like okay. Hamilton was there for a minute, but it's like proper tryout would have been the public theater, you know? Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't find a lot of information about this particular production, but I did find out that um, Titus Burgess and David Larson both uh, continued in their roles from that production. Okay. Um, I also read that Megan McGinnis was in the role that Kate Rangers took, but oh. she was in Little Women at the time. So she oh. had to go and do that. That was the okay. same year as this 2005. Uh, let's see. Oh, so I did say I couldn't find anything else, <laughs> but <laughs> then I came across a book called The Complete Book of 2000s Broadway Musicals by Dan Dietz, 
is super fun and a little bit snarky. <laughs> I'm just going to read from it. This is yeah. a fun, it's a fun read. It's pretty long, but bear with me because I think yeah. you're going to enjoy it as well. The jukebox musical Good Vibrations featured songs by the Beach Boys and no doubt everyone associated with the show thought, count three and pray Mamma Mia. <laughs> but lightning didn't strike twice and the show was one of the most vilified of the decade, losing 7.7 million and closing after less than three months. Although the program's vague here and now description didn't say much, the here was clearly California and the now was a kind of idealized 1950s and 1960s limbo of surfing, swimming, splashing, sunbathing, suntan lotion, and sunglasses mm -hmm. in which only surfer guys, beach guys, beach kids, uh, chili dog kids, and giggle girls, as well as a bikini girl, a cowboy, and a country dude were allowed. The show also borrowed a dollop of grease for its slender plot about the high school romance between a rebel-like bad boy and the nice and respectable girl. The musical also included a mixed race couple and a gay or two, characters one suspects wouldn't be found in authentic beach party flicks of the 1960s. Ben Brantley in the New York Times said, the rickety musical was a singing headache but noted the show had a purpose because its reason for existence was to make all other musicals on Broadway look good. The season had thus far offered such clunkers as Dracula, Brooklyn, and Little Women. But these shows now seem like Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, you don't remember it? No. Oh, interesting. That was one of those I feel because I was living in Chicago at the time and Brooklyn was huge with the theater kids of Chicago. And I think it's because it was meant to be like it was this kind of like small small fish made it big kind of storyline as far mm -hmm. as the actual musical was concerned I, who was in the lead I think it was Eden Espinoza oh was in Man, I don't the rem lead I totally that. remember Little Women yeah and Dracula uh, yeah yeah but I don't remember <laughs> yeah um so these were the clunkers that they had in 2005, but these shows now seemed like a high point of professionalism, according to Ben Brantley. The book was blockheaded comic strip and the direction and choreography were sloppy. The costumes were a potpourri of styles and eras that could give, uh, oh, that could have come from a mass market department store. The over accessorized sets included beach balls galore the cast had apparently spent more time in the gym than in the rehearsal studio, and the sum effect was a lumbering brainless Frankenstein's monster stitched together from stolen body parts and stuffed into a wild bikini. Yikes, he didn't pull any punches there. Uh, David Rooney in Variety said the amateurish musical didn't approach the staggering tedium of the look of love, but was so inept it made Mamma Mia look like Sunday in the Park with George. The show wasn't just cheesy, it was Velveeta cheesy, spread thick on white bread, and the performers weren't beached but entirely at sea. One cast member did herself no favors by relentlessly channeling Kristen Chenoweth. Rooney also mentioned those beach balls that the cast occasionally tossed into the audience, and he wondered what would come first, the show's closing notice or a lawsuit over broken eyeglasses. <laughs> Uh, Clive Barnes in the New York Post also used the B word and noted that the show was beached with the drab book, ugly decor, and conventional costumes, and he concluded that Good Vibrations was the wrong time, the wrong show, and the wrong beach. In the same newspaper, 
Michael Riedel reported uh, that the two Tony voters complained about the beach ball assaults and Riedel noted that instead the audience that should have been throwing, <laughs> that the audience should have been throwing things at the cast because here was a show that made Footloose once the gold standard of awfulness and Dracula look like masterpieces of the American musical theater. Songs cut during previews were Catch a Wave, uh, Do It Again, Let's Go Away for a While, Little Deuce Coop, Little Honda, uh, oh, Little Honda. Oh, I didn't realize that was one too. That's funny. Uh, Surf and Safari, uh, Wendy, and a couple of others. Um, earlier, the musical that had been pre presented at the Vassar College's Powerhouse Theater in July of 2004, and those songs were all included. The debacle of Good Vibrations apparently made everyone forget about New York's first Beach Boys musical. This was when I was like, what? So although perhaps the word suppressed is more accurate, uh, yes, Surf City, subtitled the Beach Boys musical and originally titled Surf in USA, was scheduled to open off-Broadway at the Intermedia Theater on April 9th, 1985. And one of its co-producers told the New York Times, the show was inspired by the idealized lifestyle of the California myth and the feelings, spirit and fantasies epitomized by the Beach Boys music. But the fantasies went only so far and the one and a half million dollar musical shuttered after 11 previews. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. I, didn't, I had no inkling at all <laughs> that there was another musical. So here's my hot take, because I love finishing off with a Pamela's hot take. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest problem to date with these so-called jukebox musicals is, yeah. is that reason exactly, right? Just because a song is great, mm -hmm. and by that reason, I mean no real storyline to follow Yeah, uh, based on the ideas that the critics presented. Um, just because a song is great, it doesn't mean that it's meant to progress the story. And in right. musical theater, that's the most important thing. Yes, yes. But why was Mamma Mia an exception to this rule? Is it simply because it was the first? I would argue that in America, at least, the Beach Boys were much more critically acclaimed than ABBA. Certainly the two oh, bands. totally. Right. Certainly the two bands that are, listen, they're both worthy of all of this notoriety because they're both incredible bands, right? But where one of these shows was touted and praised as uplifting and fun, campy, nostalgic, the other was dismissed as being the singing headache and cliche. Also, and this has not a lot to do with the actual shows, but I was watching this video interview online. You can all find them. It was the very first video that popped up when I put in Good Vibrations Musical into the Google search. The director, John Carafa, tells us that he had callbacks in bikinis. Okay. <laughs> but then the interview cuts back to all of these cast members now talking not about the show that they're in rehearsals for, but about how they're doing crunches in between scenes and they're not eating carbs anymore and they're all at the tanning salon every chance that they get. And it just reminds me again how little progress we've made in regards to inclusivity and representation. Yeah. There was only one black body I saw in that rehearsal footage and that belonged to Titus Burgess and mm -hmm. no bodies that would indicate that fat has ever even existed in this world. The lead actress is trying to convince herself that her character wouldn't care about stomach wrinkles when she sits, so it'll be okay. <laughs> it's equal parts that sad. Was that's part of the book? 
Yeah, that was part of the interview. So Kate Rangers gets up there and she's like, you know, it just, you know, I feel like my character is so self-assured and she's like so confident. So, you know, she doesn't care that when she sits, you can see stomach wrinkles and she doesn't care about walking across the stage in a bikini. So it's gonna, it'll be fine. Like, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Ren so, rendered speechless. Yeah, a little bit. And this is, and I, you know, it's equal parts sad and disappointing and anger inducing. And I would have hoped that we might've changed even slightly in the intervening 17 years, but we just haven't. So good vibrations doesn't leave me with, with very many good vibrations to be perfectly honest, <laughs> as much as I love. The thing is, this is what I hate. Okay. And we've talked about this before, but yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to simmer a little bit more. <laughs> Entertainment mm -hmm. wants us to believe that if you are anything other than what is represented on stage and on screen and in magazines, mm -hmm. that you are other, right, that right. you're mm -hmm. not normal, mm -hmm. but that's mm -hmm. not the case. Right. There are a lot more people of color in this world than would be indicated on film. Well, that's, be, that's why we call ourselves the global majority because yes. we are. Yes. There are also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this, that the last view, the average size of a woman in America, it was mm -hmm. 14. Yeah. Which is also sadly considered plus size, which it is not, but that's a whole nother issue. Mm -hmm. So you can't tell me that there isn't a single woman with curves and fat on a beach in California. You can't tell me that because that's a big fat lie. That's, and, 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 and <laughs> I just thought of this because you know how we used to watch, we, we watched those movies on TLC and on Turner, Turner or TCM yeah. um, and AMC mm -hmm. uh, of, you know, like the Annette Funicello, um, yeah, yeah. beach movies, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. They never worried about every woman being stick thin and every man having a six pack no. in those no. movies. That was the 1950s. Right. Right. And at some point we like lost the ability to see what is right in front of our face. Right. And what should, what should continue to be represented. Yeah. It just kills me. And then I think of like Renaissance picture, like um, yeah. portraits, right? Because my body is all over those paintings. Right. <laughs> I see myself everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I just saw a TikTok actually with um, a black man putting up uh, beautiful black Renaissance paintings too mm -hmm. of, of these people of color in Renaissance garb. And I was like, I didn't even know those existed, which I'm glad I saw the TikTok of that because I think that was his point in the first place. Right, but I was right. like, everyone has been represented up to a certain point in this world. And then we got to the 20th century and suddenly, I don't know what that's about, but there's a conspiracy there. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna drink a water. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, yeah. That's wow. I, yeah. I didn't know about Surf City. I want to go down that rabbit hole. Oh my like gosh. 11 I know. performances. Listen, I was so close to like typing it into the Google and I was like, no, no, <laughs> I have to just leave it here for now. Cause there was so much on the actual show that we were doing, but yeah, that is really interesting. I'll have to see if it's included in not since Carrie, or if it's in the other book that we have. Mark, Do you remember? Mark Robinson's book. 
Yes. It's um, a musical misfires. There it is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And to see if there's any information otherwise, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I wonder uh, if it's in second act trouble, even too, which I have here. So I'll look in there and see if it's in there too. Ebony. What? I just had a resurfaced memory. What? While I was doing my research, I saw the name Ken Mandelbaum attached to the cast, but not it was one of those like here the cast has been announced but it wasn't um entirely confirmed at that point but like people like justin guarini were mentioned in it but ken mandelbaum was mentioned in it as well and he wrote not since carrie i just had that memory in surf city no no in in good vibrations does that make sense i don't think that makes sense though because i feel like the cast was all very young like i don't even think they had their token old people okay Okay. So maybe it's just, maybe it was like, uh, cause sometimes when you search for stuff, uh, Google books will pop up with like excerpts from, from, oh, books. so maybe it was maybe just was like, it. maybe, yeah. Okay. Not, from not to scary. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll just maybe edit this part out then. So no one gets excited. <laughs> I had like thinking about surf city and good vibrations and then it's like then why then did we also decide to do escape to margaritaville which right. is like the same feeling well and it's also the same feeling but it's different music and it's a different artist completely but like it's it's, it's still I flopped. Get it. well why did we even decide to do any of these jukebox musicals because <laughs> i mean there's uh, there was the elvis one what is that one called? It's it was I just went right through my brain. <laughs> Shoot, it's one of his it's, songs. The jail something? No. It's not the jail one. Oh, it's somebody's going to be like, "What the hell, Ebony?" I know they're yelling at us right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like with G, there's a G word. Let me just google it. I don't know. Uh because I, I feel like there's just like a handful that have worked or have mm-hmm. done well. Like Carol did well, Jersey Boys did well, which actually all shook so- up. Sorry, oh. <laughs> all shook up. But that yes, yes. also wasn't that was also in 2005. I yeah. feel like that was also it. They all happened right at the same time. Yeah, right in the early 2000s. Well, it's the same with the with with Donna the music with the yeah. summer the Donna. The Donna Summer Musical, <laughs> because like it opened and then Cher was opening right after, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. the same concept of like the three women playing her at three different parts of her life. I mean, yeah, it's interesting how, because remember also that um, shoot, man, my brain stopped working. Um, <laughs> remember. How is another jukebox musical? No, it's the two wild party. Both wild parties came out in the same year. Yes, yes. That was come on, your guys. You're like seriously, you couldn't have just waited to see maybe if that one would flop and then come out with yours. Like at least. (laughs) But no, I feel like that always happens. Everything is kind of cyclical that way, and so ideas will, you know, and and you'll notice too, like regional theaters will all tend to do the same seasons each year like Mm -hmm. there'll be one or two shows that are on everybody's season in one given year 
So I'm not sure why that works or why they end up doing it, but yeah, not for me to say, I'm just Pamela, just a lowly dog groomer. <laughs> Slash podcast host. I, <laughs> no, but it is interesting. But I will, because you mentioned Jersey Boys, which yeah. isn't in the same, it's not in the same vein. I don't even think you should really call it a jukebox musical. Like anyone should call it a jukebox musical because yes, they use the music of the four seasons, but it's about their life. Right, right. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a biography. If right, anything. it's a bi- biographical bio- musical. Yeah, it's a bio. So is Sharon Donna. <laughs> Right, yeah. exactly. I keep so, calling it Donna, but it's actually called Summer, the Donna Summer <laughs> musical. I was always calling it Donna too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. I just yeah, they, I, I think it worked once with Mama Mia, and then everyone tried to to get that, and I don't know why it worked. We've already had this conversation yeah, before. Like, it's neither of us like Mama Mia. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. Anyway, I, but it I, worked. It's it's it is terrible. Now, mind you, I've not, I didn't see good vibrations. I also I didn't, didn't see, uh, the, the first one surf city. Surf city. Um, and I actually also haven't seen all shook up, although mm-hmm. it is, uh, but that's about Elvis's life. Yeah. Isn't that's it? Elvis okay. Music. That's, so that's different. Um, but I have seen mama Mia and the only thing I can say about that is like, no, I don't like it. I don't care if you come for me. Right. I don't care. I like, like Abba, but I hate that musical. Right. But I'll go home and I'll listen to the soundtrack of, oh, not the soundtrack. I'll, well, I'll listen to the soundtrack of Mamma Mia. I'll yeah. listen to Abba music all day long. Well, what I was going to say, though, is that remembering the plot, it does seem to, like, I, I like, like, I loved, um, the 2002, when they did it at the Tony Awards, they did like this little uh, montage of songs. My favorite part was the money montage. And it did seem to like, they figured out a way to get it to kind of move the plot forward because she okay. is like at that point trying to figure out how she's yeah. going to keep her in or whatever the thing is open. Sure. I'll agree with that. You know, and so... Uh, but again, I, I never saw good vibrations, yeah. you know, the, I, I think the one, City, the biggest but. complaint for these kind of shows outside of Mamma Mia is that yeah. the music was kind of spackled around the yeah. songs and it didn't move the plot forward. So right. yeah, you, I guess you could argue that perhaps the ABBA songs did move the plot forward, whereas these other ones didn't. And that right. might has, it might have just been because oh, it's, it's popular right now. Let's get our musical out there. Right. And maybe they just didn't take the time to kind of really think it Have through. a decent book. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, that's it. That's the <laughs> musical. Good vibrations with the Beach Boys music. <laughs> thank you for listening, friends. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGABWAY and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. And if you want to tell us how much you love us or you have a great story about one of the shows we've talked about, drop us a note at TGABWAY at gmail.com. You can also support us by going to patreon.com forward slash TGABWAY. Until Until next time, time, geeks. geeks.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.